Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. We are back to talk more Challenge USA, Challenge CBS, Challenge a lot better than all the other challenges, or at least the MTV challenges that have been airing lately. It's been a lot of fun. Of course, I am one of your hosts, Matt, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Oh, hello, hello. I'm doing great. You know, I really did consider coming in with a yeah, boy, but I held off. Yeah, boy. Um, (laughs) Doing good, though. Doing good. Yes, uh, doing great, actually, because we have a guest with us today that has not joined us once ever in his lifetime uh, on his own podcast because of reasons which he'll explain. But Dom Harvey is with us. Dom, how are you? Hello. Yes, I, I am the titular Dom. Uh, I'm doing very well. I like to think I'm kind of like the the absent CEO who has no idea what's going on in, in his own operation, but is just siphoning off all of the profits anyway. Uh, so th- this is my my annual visit uh, to check in on the underlings and see what's going on here. So it's a new annual visit because this hasn't happened before. Oh, uh, we, we can make it a regular uh, appointment if you like. Uh, but, so this is the first time I'm watching the challenge since... Uh, Colin and I did a, a podcast with Stephen Fish back a few years ago where some new exciting season of the challenge was airing and I, I made it sound like the two of them had convinced me I was a challenge fan now I was in and then I don't think I watched a single episode between then and the start of this season but uh, this is my attempt to make it up to, to Stephen Fishback. Right. Is the puppy also watching uh, the challenge? <laughs> uh I'm not quite sure what the puppy is up to at any given time. She's kind of off in her own universe. <laughs> um, but you, you may hear her make a cameo appearance here. She is my uh, my ride or die. Love to love to hear. Love to hear. Uh, you know, some additional guests on the podcast. Um, you know, the Challenge USA is a mishmash of just anybody who showed up. So that's exactly what we're going to get here today. Um, but it's it's so exciting that you're finally you know back in on the Challenge universe after your one episode that you've previously watched. Um, as I was saying in my little intro, that you know this has been. Uh, in two episodes, I feel like uh, much better than any of the MTV challenges uh, that we've been getting lately, and I feel like a lot of people have been agreeing. Um, I, th- I have no idea if Scally agrees with me on that. Scally, do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I think it's better than like the last four MTV challenges, at least. Um, like as it's starting, there were other like good starts to seasons. I just feel like this feels so much more fresh. There is drama. There, like I don't know how it's going to go exactly. I'm feeling good. I'm excited about. About where we are right now and and dom you have nothing to compare it to uh besides that one episode that you've seen <laughs> but you seem to be enjoying it so far because you agreed to join us here i won't just any excuse sir, to talk to you guys but I, I am enjoying it so far i don't know how much of that is the format of the challenge is doing it for me versus just the dopamine rush of seeing some of these people these unlikely returnees back on my tv again um so we'll see how uh much that breaks down uh but yeah so far so good liking what i see and uh hoping that i get to know some of these like love island people or what have you that i just have no (laughs) reference for whatsoever yeah what'd you make of uh of the premiere episode obviously we're only two episodes into this so far first episode we lost two love island people so you know you're not really uh losing anybody that you care about so far uh this episode might have changed that but also you're not a very big big brother guy so um i don't know uh thoughts uh through two episodes uh or i guess on the premiere well on current trends i don't think i need to get to know the love island people they're just getting absolutely decimated here um and the the big brother people because so much of it is so recent what is it six people from bb23 yeah uh, like i i tuned out of that season early as i usually do with big brother but i followed a lot of the 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 talk about the season so like i know who these people are know the kind of storylines with them and potentially between them and with each other uh and 
So I have some amount of investment in them, I suppose. But with the Love Island people, it feels almost like a, a fans versus favorite season or something where you have a bunch of these people who you know really well and you're keen to see back. And then just these people who, uh, A, you don't know, or at least I don't know, they're strangers to me, and B, do not seem uh, like they're equipped uh, to handle the competition that they're signing up for. Um, so I, to be determined how much that's true of the Love Island people, but uh, they are not off to a great start. Yeah, I don't know, Scally, how you're feeling about my comparison, but I feel like I hit the nail on the head as far as it feels like uh, a regular challenge season with rookies and vets, uh, and it's just the survivors and the big brothers are the vets, and the Love Island crew is all the rookies. Yeah, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> um, I'm still enjoying having them here. Like, I think they're fulfilling a purpose. I think that they are, like, the fun, younger crowd, and, like, that is fine. We usually want that on the challenge, and if it's not there, we're like, why is no one partying or hooking up or having drama? So I'm happy that they're there for that part. I would like to see uh, a few people really step it up and become involved in the game like it seemed uh, Justine was doing a little bit this week. So I am uh, hoping that that continues. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's one thing that struck me just naively looking down the cast list is so many of the survivor and big brother imports are, are older maybe they're married they have kids like you you can't i mean maybe you can hope for them to be hooking up and causing drama like that would be <laughs> pretty uh intriguing but I, I don't think you can rely on that side of things so you kind of need maybe exactly love island to be uh, holding up that end of the bargain pretty much i mean for for this to be a uh, typical challenge where that is an aspect of it. Like I, uh, very much like, like st the, that's the part of the show that stands out to me. Um, I, you know, when Taryn was trying to get into the challenge in the first place, um, a couple of years ago now he's been watching it I guess a little bit more consistently uh, he was like yeah no the challenges are good and you know the drama is like you know Big Brother related you know it's it's the same stuff we get on all these shows but like you know the partying and uh, the hooking up and all that stuff like nobody really cares about that or he didn't really care about that <laughs> so uh, <laughs> to to incorporate um, you know to, to get to what makes it feel like a challenge I 100% agree you do need the Love Island aspect of, of all these people here um, yeah. or it's basically just survivor or big brother just with a different format if you removed the love island cast the average age goes up by like 15 years i think so um <laughs> it's i don't know what cbs is going to do now that love island has moved to peacock but expect i guess some uh, real love uh what is it real love boat contestants uh on next season to bring down the average age you could tell guess, me any random name of a show, and I would believe you that it exists. I guess we should touch on the show, which doesn't seem to have any clearly defined purpose there, and that's The Amazing Race, which, if you had told me coming in there were going to be some amazing races, I'd think, well, okay, this is a show where the entire point, like the basic premise of the show is you have people running the race in pairs and like having these these fights and these conflicts and these great moments of triumph, but they're doing all of this together. So let's get some of those iconic Amazing Race pairs back in here and see what they can do i guess individually or hopefully together but instead we just have like an odd number or a small odd number of amazing race people just scattered from a few different seasons and just they they washed up on uh <laughs> on the challenge compound in argentina somehow don be nice to our friend james he listens <laughs> no, no, I, hey, I, I, I gotta be honest. I was not a, a big fan of James on his season, but he is crushing it so far. Like, uh, he has had to do the most in terms of hustling to avoid getting in the elimination uh, the first time around, and now actually being in it this time around. Like, if anyone's had to 
fight for their their right to be there. So far, it's James. So mm-hmm. uh, good, good on him. Yeah, uh, him and Tyson have been uh, the obvious standouts for me through two episodes. Um, a lot of other standouts, as far as like you know, drama and 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 problem uh, and you know, the problems a lot of the people have been having with each other across related, you know, show related um, and whatnot. But as far as like in the game goes, people that are showing that they are here to play the game and are here to prove that they can do it. Um, it's it's obviously been Tyson so far and James uh, just as well for me, Scally. I I, uh, I think it would have been almost more fitting if. The amazing race contingent on the season was just the former Survivor and Big Brother people that they put on the race for that. Oh, season. like Jackie like... and Jeff come back, and uh, <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> Natalie I and Nadia is. would be well, you know. I, I don't think there's any other way you're going to get Laura Burnham on on the challenge, but if there yeah. is, then uh, I'm listening. <laughs> All right, now I've had enough, Scally. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've enjoyed the Amazing Racers. I feel like there were, like, if you had asked me to pick uh, a number of Amazing Racers to come on the challenge, I feel like I could have brought more than three, and these three might not have been my first three picks, but I'm enjoying them all. Uh, Definitely, I feel like, as you've said, James was someone that I was not seeing uh, even, like, a medium run for on the challenge, necessarily, and now all of a sudden, I, I think I still struggle to see, like, a heavy like a a situation where he's coming in as like a heavy favorite in the final or necessarily but i could see a pretty deep run for james all of a sudden yeah um as dom mentioned you know he had a pretty impressive run in uh the elimination i mean the challenge itself not so much that's what ended up getting him and kayla into the predicament they were in uh going into elimination but you know uh you win some you lose some and as long as you are you know putting in that effort that james is clearly putting in uh you know he's uh they're they're doing pretty well and these three have had uh two through two episodes a pretty consistent storyline of we are the three amazing racers that don't you know really know what the best way to go about our game is and we have to you know they're really just highlighting the three of them in a way that is uh i don't know definitely on my radar so um as long as you know all three of them are in the game i feel like they have a a pretty consistent story um wherever they end up kind of thing the only thing that does suck is like they last week tried to sell it as oh there's so few of us so we can really just fit into whatever majority that uh starts forming but as we've seen, it doesn't even seem like alliances between any two shows are going to hold for very long. So you really hope someone that it comes from your show ends up in the winner's circle. And only having three, that is going to become increasingly unlikely, uh, unfortunately. You say so that. The, Go ahead, Dom. The, yeah, the, the, this is where I, I'm really relying on you guys to, to fill in the blanks for me here. But um, based on when they've done similar things to this in the challenge in the past, like how how well would you expect these alliances to line up? Like, do you think it's going to be just some Survivor plus Big Brother steamroll all the way to the end? I see so far that I I, I don't think that the alliance is falling apart. I feel, I feel like um, some people are like, oh, like that didn't last very long. I mean, uh, Tiffany, you know, is, is as uh, Tyson said, like, it seemed like Big Brother was also kind of pushing Tiffany out and saying, like, yeah, we don't necessarily want her running our games like she was, you know, pretty much running the entire house. Like, we know the target that she came and how big it was. So um, I, I can't say I'm surprised that she became such a uh, outcast or a target early on. People knowing how much control she had uh, or has is capable of having in a game like this coming right off of last season. Um, it does still seem, you know, the conversations we saw with Tyson and Xavier and Alyssa and whoever else you know they were still talking there um i feel like that we're still going in the direction of survivor and big brother working together 
Yeah, it's just when you have, let's say, someone from Love Island teamed up with one of those Survivor or Big Brothers as the winner, I still think had, like, James and Caleb not lost this week, they were getting voted in 100%. I don't think that it would have even been a question of Big Brother, so I think Amazing Race is still going to struggle here. Mm -hmm. Do do you think that's maybe just bad luck at the draw with the algorithm this week, where if... Uh, when you pair the two Amazing Race people or two out of the three together, then they become such an easy, such an obvious target. And maybe if one of them was with a Survivor person, the other one's with a Big Brother person, then it would have been more up in the air. Yeah, I mean, you have to assume they won't be together next week, right? Like, the odds that they were together in the first place. Taylor and Leo all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) could it happen? Maybe. Uh, But you have to to imagine it's uh, not at least uh, next week. If so, then, you know, we'll be raising eyebrows even more so than we did this week with Cash Lansing. First of all, I think for sure production, like, at least put their finger on the scale on that one specific, if not all of them. Um, But uh, I feel like if you see Kayla and Leo all the sudden end up together like they are hard out on the amazing race producers want them gone uh i feel like lock that in if that happens yeah um do we want to get into a little bit more about uh who we have as these new pairs this week um just to kind of uh go from the top we have kylan and sarah kylan was very happy about you know his new partner which is going to be the case whoever gets paired up with sarah Derek x and tasha kayla and james tyson and justine uh scally justine was not thrilled um to be paired up with Tyson, even though he is such a strong competitor because he just sent home her best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with these new mat- these new like teammates uh, being decided at the elimination, it has the potential for like feeling still to be a little hurt <laughs> after what just went down. But I feel like Justine got her head in the game. I'm not that surprised. I feel uh, like she's a challenge fan. I don't think that she was going to be holding this grudge long term. If she gets the chance in the future, maybe. But uh, I'm not expecting it to be the like number one priority for her necessarily. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're also seeing like part of the the Tyson that was able to win a season of Survivor where it, a lot of people come in being like pretty skeptical about Tyson or not sure if they're going to like him. And a lot of them come away feeling pretty charmed. And I think it, it obviously helps when you, Tyson, are, are maybe the single best challenge competitor in a league of your own on, on the male side. And so uh, everyone else kind of has to suck up to you if uh, their head is screwed on straight. But I, it felt like he was able to you know, turn a, an enemy into a into a believer by the end. I mean, watching Tyson play this game so far has truly just been a masterclass. Like, you know, he's working with or he's working uh, around a lot of other capable players um, in a game like this. A lot of other people who, you know, uh, should or could see Tyson as the threat that he is the same way that he was, you know, kind of targeted in Winners at War. I mean, sure, there was like more alliances and more pregame and whatever in that season. But you know what Tyson brings to the table and you know, you know, that's not so like. But then again, the challenge is a different game. So you maybe want to work with somebody like that that can go far with you and you know, help get everybody else out because they're such a threat. I don't know. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, as if I wasn't already impressed with the skills that Tyson has in these games, uh, this show and this, these two episodes, and I presume uh, a couple more episodes to come, will you know, continue to highlight just how good he is. Uh, Dom, which, you know, coming off of uh, four seasons of Survivor, like who could be surprised? It is fun to see this side of Tyson too, where we've seen him on Survivor four times now. And by the end, you're wondering, like, is there really anything new left to see from this guy? But even going back to season 27, uh, the season that he won, it felt like at that point people were saying, okay, we're seeing that Tyson can be good at Survivor, but this Tyson that we're seeing now is like a little little more humorless, a little more uh, focused on the task in front of him. 
which okay good for him good for getting his family million dollars less good for us as tv viewers and that kind of carried through to season 40 so it's nice to see him here where it feels like he he is doing something new but he also seems in his element and like he's really having fun again and like conveying that to the the audience too yeah i feel like uh the cast list makes more sense when you look at it as them trying to figure out who tyson can roast uh through the entire season pretty easily <laughs> like a lot of these people are like prime targets for tyson to be making fun of so <laughs> we're getting the old tyson that we used to know back yeah and and like sorry for incoming survivor slander dom but uh the Survivor is not a show that's set up for returnees to be on time and time and time again because at a certain point it's just like, okay, watch them find the idol again. Watch them do this again. Just all the, you know, going through the motions and all these new twists and turns that just annoy most fans um a show like the challenge like it introduces new people constantly and you know even when you have a bananas who's on for you know 300 seasons in a row or you know whatever he's up to these days um they're still they keep adding in new elements of people that you can play with and it's, it becomes like a known quantity or no a known person or whatever i'm trying to say that like you know that tyson's here you know that bananas is here uh you know how they're going to play and you have to figure out how to either play with them play around them or get them out and tyson is uh a, obviously a very focal point in the season and if we get future challenge usas to come um and he's on more of them which i have to imagine he will be if this continues um i think he's really going to slide into that kind of spot of just uh it's going to be how does you know the people revolving around him in whatever way that ends up being and i think that that's awesome for him if this is uh something he wants to continue doing i mean news af seems like a great gig but this is uh probably a little (laughs) bit better better paying I, uh, I heard you guys mentioning the possibility of, of a Tyson Bananas, like him just becoming the new staple of the challenge. And from what I hear about Bananas himself, I feel like Tyson would be a much more tolerable person to have on like 15 seasons of the challenge than he is. Like you, you could, even if you're not naturally drawn to Tyson, you could at least tolerate that or be okay with that in a way that Bananas is just like getting pretty old pretty quickly. I can already hear Colin typing a message to all of us about how you pronounce, <laughs> pronounce the word bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on, Lagori? Um, always yours. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Anything else on Tyson? Uh, enough praising. The, guy, the guy's ego is big enough. <laughs> so so I, I, this is my uh, challenge uh, newbie voice asking questions here. But So r- right now he has this seat booked in, in TJ's final, right? He's going to get to run that. Unless he gets eliminated in between, which it seems like under any normal circumstances is really not going to happen. But are we looking at a chance that if he gets, uh, if he draws a short straw and gets paired with like an Aza or someone who feels like is falling below the pack uh, on the women's side in challenge strength, Mm -hmm. are people going to see that as this is our one chance to get Tyson out before we have to beat him in that final? When he gets burned by Sarah Lucina again, I will feel (laughs) a lot of (sighs) negative emotions. Um, But could I see it happening in the way that you're describing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like how I feel. Uh, I think that he's good in that a lot of the people that he doesn't love seem to be from his own show and therefore uh, kind of locked into working with him. I don't think that um, many of these shows are going to start going against each other until they absolutely have to. But uh, Tyson has been good with the other people uh, but winning those first two uh, challenges like sure tyson is shining i completely agree he's played perfectly but he's also not been eligible and i'm sure he'll be eligible at some point maybe not a whole lot but uh, i would not want to run a final against tyson they all know he's like an ultra marathon runner so Mm -hmm. uh yeah no uh you should be taking a shot at some point for sure 
Yeah, it's it's weird to think we're talking about him as this like dominant figure, and yeah, it's two episodes in, so a lot more game left to be played. But the, the guy's in his what early forties now. Um, but back back when he was on Survivor for the first time, when he was still back then a professional cyclist in his uh, athletic prime in his late twenties, it's like I don't know if anyone would beat that guy. Like at that point, you put him on the challenge in two thousand and nine, he would just uh, clean up. Yeah, but there's also the element of that guy was a lot less uh, mature and knowledgeable. Yes. Uh, sure, uh, you know uh, he's grown as a you know player in these games. Uh, you know a lot over the years. Um, I, I definitely see the physical being the strongest back in the day, but um, there's you know been players on the challenge and um i'm just thinking of like the kind of person who's just gonna like nominate themselves to go in just to do it and tyson would not do that now but i think he would do that back in the day maybe but there are also like people that are on the challenge are training as if it's their job 24 7 because it is so a lot of them are how does that go for most of them yeah so it is uh, a much stronger field, I would say, especially on the men's side over on the challenge for MTV. So I think Tyson would do extremely well, but there's going to be uh, especially some challenges that he's going to run into, let's say, like a hall brawl against uh, like CT. That's not going to go well. So <laughs> I think he would do great, but uh, over on MTV might have still faced harder competition. The man is still in a competition here against Ben Dreberg and David Alexander, Enzo Palumbo. Like, come on. Like, if you're worried about Tyson in this game, it, don't be at this For point. sure. Um, you know, watch him go home next week. Um, back to the pairs. Um, bouncing off of Tyson, we have Angela, his partner from last week, who is pretty upset that she is no longer with him. Uh, she still seems loyal to him, but she's now with Leo. So there's that. Um, you have Xavier and Aza, who uh, were both invisible this episode after... You know, pretty well. Xavier had a scene, you know, with one of those flashbacks. We'll talk about him a little bit. Yeah, I don't um, think he wanted that scene, though. So. I don't think he wanted that scene either. Um, <laughs> but that was what was going on there. Cashel and Tiffany, which we will come back around to them. Um, Enzo and Alyssa, Danny and Desi. Danny and Desi, I could not picture a more standable challenge team if <laughs> I tried. Um, Dominic and Shannon, uh, just had to laugh. Um, ben and Shan. Cinco and Cash, David and Kira. Uh, so, Scally, Cinco and Cash. Yeah, Cinco and Cash. I just, like, at, as soon as they're getting down, I feel like, especially it gets revealed at the final four people on the board. Like, they had to know. There was no doubt. <laughs> and even as it's just winding down, you got to be more and more sure. This is where I was like, all right, the first time there's the algorithm, we have to put them together. It felt too cute. I feel like this, for me, is confirmation that, like, someone's just matching them up. And that's fine with me. I don't care. Uh, eventually they're going to like run out of options and it's going to be basically decided for them. So there's only going to be so many amalgamations that work, but uh, I'm fine with them ultimately doing this and putting them together. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, Dom, you, you haven't seen love Island. Um, we do stand cache. Uh, Cinco's fine, I guess. Um, and uh, I don't know. What'd you make of all of this uh, cash Cinco and then, you know, involving Tiffany drama here. It is funny to watch it having no idea who most of these people are. And I guess this is part of the reason you would want some Love Island people in there. It's not just that by virtue of being on Love Island, they're going to be more dramatic, more willing to get drunk and hook up and start fights and what have you. It's that in some cases you can put pairs of people on who like were dating, who have this history, who and it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable maybe. And that's kind of the point. And, but, but it seemed like once they got into the actual competition. They were working pretty well together. 
Yeah. Um, when you have history with somebody, no matter you know what the deal is, I mean, I would say even if it's like really bad history, there's there's been a time that these two had been connected. And we've seen this before with past couples um, on plenty of different other challenges where this happens. And it's like you have an ability to like dig deep down, find that connection that you once had and just say, OK, let's just do this. Like we know how to operate off of each other. Um, our personal life aside, you know, we can get the job done here. Um, and we see that from Cash Shay in the uh, challenge where she's like, you know, uh, terrified out of her mind to jump into the water. Um, but Cinco's like, you know, encouraging her and she does it and they don't lose the challenge, which is, you know, uh, I guess at that point, not too hard because they just needed to get one word. But, you know, uh, point being, they were able to, uh, to to work together and, you know, get through a week that neither one of them wanted to get through together, but they got through it together. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and then when you involve Tiffany, Tiffany, uh, <laughs> Tiffany Mitchell here. And oh, Tiffany. I'm still like waiting to like let out my big sigh and cry. Um, on the on the Tiffany of it all having nope uh, yeah, just she's not here anymore but um I can I can stay calm about it it's fine um Tiffany and uh Cinco uh we knew that there was some kind of link between the two of them going into the preseason it had come up I think on the draft um and it just kind of had been floating out there uh and of course it's going to make its way to the main uh to the episodes itself here um Shan is going to share the news with all of the survivor group and a couple more people there about how yeah there's some history here and uh they may have swapped DNA at some point and just all all the details that uh, Tiffany did not probably want out there as much as Shan was very willing to just put it out there, Scally. Yeah, uh, and Desi not getting away with it either. <laughs> like, Desi uh, was involved as well. Desi does say she's the one who drops the swap DNA line, so which is not how um, I would choose to put it or um, hope that anyone would um, volunteer for me. So that was an interesting phrasing. I don't know. Part of my initial reaction was just like, oh, they seem like kind of friendly on social media, th them being Shan and Tiffany. So I was kind of surprised. We last week have Shan uh, actually like kind of sticking up for Sarah a little bit where Desi says she's not sure she trusts her. And Shan says like, oh, I think I can then to come into this week where Shan says, I, like, I don't feel great about Tiffany. I was like, I thought this would be the other way around, if anything, um, based on social media activities. So was surprised to see this. And then for it to get a little gossipy, it felt off at first first i then quickly was like mm, would probably be doing the same thing off of someone i met at one reality tv event <laughs> um so like i don't know that i have the most loyalty in the world that i'm going to not gossip if i met you once um but uh it's based on their connection i was surprised at the mistrust for sure yeah um I can't believe that, you know, the entire generation before us all read newspapers and did not have a new Shan, um, you know, to, to tell them all the breaking news. Um, Dom, print print yeah. media is dying for a reason. And that reason, it turns out, is Shan. So. Is Chantel Smith, yes. <laughs> we, we, um, we have to sad, I suppose. Uh, I... I I don't know if there's like a, a non-counselable way to, to say this, but um, oh boy. I, I, I do love that <laughs> in a season that has all of the Love Island people, like the person who is most uh, chasing the coitus points, as, as our good friend Hedy Strong would say, is like one of the older Big Brother people just coming in and, and charging forward and, and making her presence known. Tom, have you seen Cinco? I, I mean, he, he's a, a handsome individual, I, I can't deny Yes. Um, you know, after seeing how things played out with Cinco and Cash, would I, you know, recommend uh, chasing after Cinco in a relationship? <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, swap, never mind. Um, 
So Shen is going to get this uh, instantly iconic uh, confessional where, of course, at the time, she has no idea she's sitting behind a confessional desk. But just I want to see the look on her face when she saw that for the first time, like in real life, like watching the episode, seeing herself sitting behind the reporter desk. um, I have no words for how unexpectedly enjoyable this was. Yeah, Shan, look, we talk about... uh, people on Survivor who may be more cut out for the challenge and now it almost seems like Big Brother itself sometimes it's just this uh, this staging post or this audition for the challenge um, but f- watching uh, her season of Survivor and watching this makes me realize I need to see Shan on Big Brother like that seems like the show that is perfect for her kind oh, of uh, shit stirring so and manipulation uh, you, you think? <laughs> she would be such an early boot <laughs> but it would be so fun for like the first two weeks or what have you I mean, we saw how hard she gamed on Survivor. We see how she's already playing this of just let me just tell everybody everything. And she's not not everybody, but she's she's, you know, I want people to trust me. So I'm telling them all the news, all the gossip that I have um, in in the Big Brother format. I think she's a week to evicty. Well, okay. she says on the episode, like, I'm not a messy gossip, basically. Like, I do everything with purpose. Uh, the problem is the gossip has gotten very messy. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know that that was the intention. And in the game, it seemed to have stayed behind closed doors for what was, uh, you know, the intent. But it gets out eventually. Yeah, yeah Shan seems to enjoy breaking the fourth wall between the whole, like, Shantham thing and now the, the new Shan. And now, now we're taking the gossip to a whole different medium where, like, it's week two, and already there is drama involving Shan on Twitter, and you, you really do love to see it. I'm, oh I'm absolutely just, I, I do love Shan. I'm, I'm obsessed with her presence in the reality TV community, and it's like, it's funny because she shifted so much to me from, you know, the early part of season 41 where I was like, oh, like, I think she could win, along with any other idiot that fell for that. Um, so, you know, that's what I was thinking of, like, oh, this could be such a great new, you know, the modern Tony of, like, you know, like, somebody who, whatever. Um, she did not turn out to to be that. She was just a very active player, and we saw how that all played out. And I feel like I'm just shifting in the way that I look at her as, okay, she could be a very big character on these shows. Um, I don't see a win in her future for any of them because of, again, the game that she plays does seem to have a lot of mess attached to it and it doesn't seem to be as controlled or confined as a winner usually is um so it's like you know the reason that that a tony uh win happens in, in the 28th style that he won that people were kind of comparing her to what she could you know what whatever um is it, it happens once in a blue moon uh his game in 40 was a lot different um so it's hard to see you know that kind of gameplay working out for shan but i don't know i'm just very appreciative of her presence and and just uh, of her existing in in these shows uh today i hope that we you know are not seeing you know the last of her on this season I think that's unlikely. I think we're getting Shan again, oh, <laughs> regardless yeah. of how much she goes. <laughs> I, I mean, where like Tiffany ends up going out this week, and she was still one of the four faces on the poster for the season, the po- the face for the profile picture on Twitter, and maybe other social medias. Like, I don't know that going out early impacts your return ability when you had a pretty big run on your first show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what was the the scoop with Shan and any kind of uh, pre gaming or stuff coming in? Because I, I know that she had, in the summer, spent a lot of time with some of the BB twenty three crew, and uh, like it seemed like she and Tiffany were getting along pretty well. They they had the Instagrams live, right? Like they were like yes. hanging out in public and, and so on. Um, 
And then, so like Shan has all of these connections coming in and it seemed like it, it would make sense for Shan and Tiffany to work together. And, you know, they were kind of playing towards a similar cause in their seasons and like we're really on the same page. But it also seems like now Shan is coming into this season feeling like after Survivor, she just has no loyalty to anyone. She'll burn anyone she has to. And she is playing like this very cutthroat, very self-centered game. And uh, people who don't update their expectations of her are going to get burned pretty quick. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, she's she's coming into this game, you know, feeling pretty good. It seems like she's got a good Survivor Alliance going that has not been uh, touched yet. We see Tyson has been in power both weeks, and uh, it seems like there's some kind of core between Tyson, Sarah, Ben, uh, Dominic, and uh, whoever else is involved here, Shannon, Danny, and uh, who am I missing? I mean, the Big Brother people that are attached to that. So it does seem like they have a good thing going. Um, but if she gets too confident in that, if she gets too comfortable in that, I, I, that's just, you know, um, I'm continuing as as I was worried for Tyson. I'm worried about Sarah. There's there's three winners in this game and Ben is his own story. So maybe I should say there's two legitimate winners uh, of Survivor in this game that know what they're doing, uh, you know, in something like this. So at any given mo- uh, moment, I would not be surprised if, you know, uh, the people who are less savvy uh, and not to necessarily put that on Shan, uh, just, you know, don't make it out alive. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried, um, you know, for her long-term prospects, um, but I am enjoying the ride while we have it. Um, she obviously you, burned a bridge are, here, so. Are you thinking there's going to be any kind of uh, anti-winner mentality going on? Um, they would have to lose in order for that to happen, and so far Tyson's not losing much. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, for- I, I almost forgot Tyson himself as a winner somehow for a second, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a very wow. good point. And Justine. Justine, Justine won Love Island. Uh, who else has won a thing? Um, is that mm, it? Xavier. Yes. Mm. Um, who won Love Island? Not any of them. <laughs> was, oh, it was Olivia. And, uh, Ugh. Sorry. Sorry to remind you. Oh, James won. <laughs> James is a winner. James did win. Correct. I um, forgot about Amazing. Tiffany a won a lot of money for America's Favorite House Guest. Um, let's bounce back to Tiffany because as we were talking about the Cinco and Cash of it all, um, we get the scene of Cinco later carrying Tiffany to her bed and Cashier gets annoyed about that. And it turns into like a whole thing of um, Tiffany hates beautiful women and all this kind of stuff and stuff that I don't really like love the idea that I am about to analyze and talk about. But um, that's just kind of how the Cashier versus Tiffany ends up, you know, uh, playing out. And it turns into a whole lot of people saying Tiffany's name and ultimately Tiffany's going to go into elimination with not a lot of people having her back. So that's what's going on, Scally. Yeah, apparently I did see on Twitter that like we had quote, but not seen the half of it with uh, Tiffany and the Love Island girls. Who knows if that's true? If people know about it in a non-spoilery way, I would love to know what went on. Um, But yeah, it's weird to me. I don't understand really where this animosity towards Tiffany like came from across the board. I get that she's like kind of the new hotness on CBS. She's kind of fan fate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's the fan favorite. She's the mastermind of a season that eventually like her alliance gets like a ton of media attention where everyone agrees that she's the mastermind and gives her flowers. So I'm sure people want that, but at the same time, it's not as if Tiffany has proven herself to be, like, the biggest backstabber. Like, she made an alliance and held it all the way through until they were the last final six members of the game. So, like, she's not the biggest threat in a final. She's not, like, all of these things that would make her an early target outside of the Love Island girls don't want their friends 
ex-boyfriends hooking up with anybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a bad spot there for Tiffany, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm curious what else we missed. Yeah, um, there was uh, a lot of uh, a lot of you know interesting comments or or thoughts about how Tiffany was playing this game out there. Um, Tiffany went on to the podcast with Devon and. Um, Devin uh, explaining a lot of it. She had an exit interview with uh, that I listened to today with, uh, of course, Rob and Brian um, over on RHAP's feed. So, you know, she's from from her perspective, it just, you know, sounds like kind of what I thought of just a lot of people, you know, were um, looking at her as the, the big threat that, you know, she didn't say this, but like looking at her as the big threat that they knew she was. And maybe she, you know, was looked at to have a lot more control than she actually had. And, um, I don't know if she is kind of regretting, I know she said she, you know, one of the big regrets she had, um, was that she didn't spend more time talking to Justine. Uh, she said that, you know, I, I thought that I didn't think that Justine would have as much influence as she actually did, which I was like, Tiffany, what did you just say? Like, she's one half of the duo that won the challenge i mean i get that tyson is kind of shown to be taking the the lead there and even justine is saying i like i love having tyson as a mentor he's really helping me out here um but you know 50 percent of the team that won you got to talk to that person and especially if you don't know each other very well tiffany you know had this narrative going behind her back you know from cachet about you know she's coming after the love island girl so you know overall it, you know definitely some of a social or strategic blunder on Tiffany's end, which she does not have come up too often. If you watched Big Brother 23, you know, she's got that on lock for the majority of her time playing these games. Um, But, you know, a slip up here, not talking to Justine, um, and we end up going into elimination. She also had a bit of an injury from the challenge, apparently. She had a, um, she kind of landed on her ankle funny, which made a biking challenge, um, you know, in the elimination uh, harder for her. So, you know, it didn't work out. Um, and I'm devastated about it, but this is where we are, Dominic. Yeah, Dom's still here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe we were do- you were on doggy duty. Yeah, <laughs> I was just so overcome with emotion at the thought of Tiffany uh, not being it. on my screen again. Right. Same. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it, we get the scene also of Cinco carrying Tiffany into bed, and uh, the hurt ankle definitely gave context. She said that basically that was why he was carrying her, not to show off, but it did make other people jealous. I mean, I would be jealous that Cinco just seemed to so easily lift her like way above his head. Sure, um, but no, I don't know. It is interesting to see the dynamics uh, with Tiffany versus like the Love Island women. I didn't necessarily expect the closest of alliances there, but it is still the Shannon Desi like uh, talking uh, about how they don't trust Tiffany. That surprised me more considering scenes we had seen like Shan Desi and Aza in the first episode uh, where Big Brother and Survivor had been bonding a lot better. Right. And when you get down into it and we get to see the the elimination and, you know, everybody's shocked that Tiff and Cashel are called in um, and we get to all of these flashbacks of you know, Tyson is, well, Tyson leads this off kind of explaining, okay, so here's what happened. Um, I know that I said that Tiffany is the glue of the alliance, but everybody pretty much says they don't really care if she's here or not. Um, and the flashback first, we start with Alyssa, who says, you know, we, we know that there's not a ton of love between Alyssa and the cookout in general, but um, she doesn't seem to have a whole lot of, you know, affection towards Tiffany. This is the start of uh, Alyssa's revenge tour. Like, if Tiffany goes, great. Sounds good. Um, she still thinks she's playing Big Brother, she, uh, Alyssa says. Uh, Xavier, which is the one that I think was the most shocking to anybody watching who um, promised to Tyson that he would help with damage control if Tiffany's the one that goes in or goes home. Um, This is the cookout. This is the two. I mean, 
I don't have to get into like the history of of these six people that played together and that you know pulled off the, this historic moment in Big Brother history. Um, but when you get into like the personal relationships of it all, as we were kind of talking about last week, you have the guy who won Xavier and the woman who got them all there uh, to that point. The woman who was the mastermind behind all of it and and gets all of the love and credit as she deserves for what they were able to pull off in Big Brother 23. So these two, you know, powerful players within that group. Um, and then to see, you know, that Tiffany did seem like she felt they would all be close. And she said, you know, I wanted to make sure I'm protecting Xavier and Aza because I'm still very close with them. Alyssa, whatever. Um, to, to see Xavier kind of be like, yeah, if she goes, I don't know what exactly he was saying there, but it was not don't put Tiffany in. And that's what you would have expected or well, thought to see there. Go ahead. I would think that. And at first I was like, wow, I'm really surprised. They're just so willing to get rid of Tiffany. But when you then look at the board, like look at every other partners, uh, you have the only other amazing race um, person teamed up with another big brother player and Angela Tyson was not going to throw her in I don't think based on how like strong of an alliance they seem to have formed week one and also like the big brother survivor stuff uh, as a whole it felt like so there's no amazing race Love Island Justine is not throwing in any of the Love Island women they're all super close it's not happening Search, uh, Tyson's not trying to throw in Survivor so it automatically comes down to the, to the big brother players Xavier and Tyson seem to be close, so that's off the table. But, um, like, obviously, Xavier's going to anyone but me here. But then it basically becomes a decision between Alyssa's going in or Tiffany's going in. And it sucks. I feel like for Xavier, ideally, neither of them would be going in. Uh, but ultimately, he chose Alyssa over Tiffany. And that is not a fun decision. I guess he thought it was better for his game. Uh, I think a lot of people are really frustrated thinking that not and maybe other people like aren't thinking of it in this terms but the way like i feel like that is exactly what it came down to not i don't care if tiffany's here or not but i would rather have Alyssa than tiffany when it, if it comes down to those two specifically and so people are annoyed because yes xavier did not keep Alyssa in the loop for an entire season and like uh made her kind of look like a fool a little bit but um you know it, ultimately he like wronged her a little but tiffany on the other hand was fully in on the plan and and very he only well wronged have... her a lot i'm so sorry i cut you well, off but he no, wronged her so please. much too <laughs> yeah no he did and that's what it is is that ultimately they made the decision that at the expense of their own games they would be going to the final six tiffany's best path was mm -hmm. not in that way and she created an alliance that would guarantee one of the six would, of them would win likely not her and so seeming to have given up her own game to guarantee that one of them would win, which ended up being Xavier. So, like, sure, you screwed over Alyssa, but she didn't knowingly sacrifice her game for you in the way that it looks like Tiffany did. So I'm not saying that Xavier necessarily, uh, like, owes Tiffany because, like, they all made their own decisions. That is what it is, and he decided that Alyssa was better in this game uh, moving forward. But it's going to sting more if you view it from that lens, and it sucks. Yeah, it's just, you know, the way that Big Brother 23 ended, and I don't want to rehash all of it there, but, like, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, 
I, a lot of people that didn't love the way that, you know, the cookout men had been treating or talking about the cookout women and how they played the game and just some other things that were going on there. Um, so to like, you know, know that they probably talked it all out, hashed it all out. They were all good coming into this season. And I'm not saying that like, just because he apologized for that means he has to have Tiffany's back in the next game they play together. It's just it, it, like you said, it, it was a sucky decision that he had to make between somebody that he wronged and somebody that he wronged. And, you know, he had to, I guess, I guess he had to pick one. Um, and maybe there was more of the conversation there of him saying like, well, is there any possibility of anyone besides them? And maybe Tyson said, nope, it's one of them. Who do you want it to be? Um, And then maybe that's where we ended up, but it was a very quick flashback that we got. So we didn't really see that. Very interested to know, you know, more of this from uh, either Tyson or Xavier's perspective. If, you know, they get to speak on it anytime soon, who knows? But um, yeah, that's just, that's, that's just all that's going on there. We get the scene of Tyson and Tiffany also strategy talking, which uh, Dom, I don't know if this did as much for you as it did for um, people who watched Big Brother 23, but just watching two Titans talk uh, strategy and obviously the way that it plays out is a little uncomfortable, um, especially on Tiffany's end, but uh, insane the way that this game is bringing people like them together. Yeah, just two Titans of these totally different franchises as well, where like under what other circumstances could you ever see them even interact, let alone like actually be cooperating or going against each other in a game like this? Like This is the only chance you're going to get. And so even though in this case it didn't really amount to anything and you only see these brief snippets of conversation right like you we we don't get to see any like amazing plan being hatched and executed it's still fun to see just these these figures who mean so much as a reality fan in their own ways like actually colliding in a way that you never thought possible Mm -hmm. it's insane um just the watching last week's episode and this week's episode taking notes like sometimes I'm like just you know driving brain is you know out in la la land um, and I'm just like what am I actually watching on my TV like tomorrow night uh, like <laughs> this cast you know and I've talked about this as you know the fever dream of it all but like um, and maybe maybe I think it's just excitement for me um, I don't know if Scally's feeling any of the same way and like this very nerdy way I'm like I've never podcasted about Survivor or Big Brother on a consistent basis I mean maybe I guessed you know on a, on a Big Brother podcast or two but I feel like so so like, it's so cool. I guess like talk about all these people in like a full season of the show. So I'm enjoying this. Yeah. What do we know about how the cookout members felt about each other coming into this? Like, did how are Xavier and Kyland after that whole nasty blow up at the end? Like, what, what do we know about any of the specifics there? I don't think the mess was like <laughs> explicitly out there on social media. Uh, they all had spent like amounts of time together uh, at various functions or uh rando's houses so um <laughs> like it's seemed houses? to be uh, i said rando's um oh. you know he who shall not be named's house yes. um but <laughs> i don't think that it appeared that there was enough bad blood at least publicly that they wouldn't be able to work together here so um i i just feel like and even with like if you start to include Alyssa and DX in this, um, I know that they both had confessionals of like, it's time for a revenge on the cookout. I don't know that if they win this week, they're like, all right, time to attack the numbers of big brother. I think it was just, it's Alyssa or Tiffany. So bye. Um, and it's a fun confessional to give from their perspective. Like I'm sure that they were asked like, do you want to give revenge on the cookout? And they were like, yeah, I want to, of course I do. I want to win. Um, so, you know, it, the optics aren't great, but um, they uh, are not necessarily going to backstab them this early, in my uh, perception, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Um, I was kind of going to go, I guess, into the elimination from here because we're already talking about, you know, Tiffany and, and uh, hey, Cashel went home in this episode too, Scally. Yeah, I like Cashel. I know that, like, no one else cares. Um, but I do like Cashel. I was excited for him to show up. Uh, apparently, he was very hungover in this elimination um, and was just sleeping the entire day to try to sleep it off before it. So um, we even hear Tyson say that, uh, his biggest concern is Cashel. So um, apparently he was well set up for this challenge uh, physically. But yeah, Tiffany and Cashel going in and very much blindsided. Two scenes of Cashel putting on a shirt in this episode. Two different scenes of him, you know, for, it was a, a shot of him shirtless putting on his uh, tank that, you know, he was going to wear for the challenge and the elimination. So um, they really got the eye candy, you know, in there for him uh, to make him. I guess stand out because uh, there was no story about him. Um, they really tried to squeeze in a little bit of like uh, him and Kira, which it just did not, you know, it, it, I mean, it landed for, you know, them getting the confessional or two, but then even at the very end when he's like leaving and he's like, Kira, don't be scared. You'll be fine. And she's like, get the fuck out. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing there. Um, but it's going to be Tiffany and Cashel going into elimination against uh, James and Kayla. James and Kayla, you know, start off doing pretty well. Eventually, Cash and Tiffany uh, end up taking a bit of a lead. And then once they lose that lead, James and Kayla uh, run out ahead and get all three pieces of this puzzle. The elimination was knowledge is powered. Uh, you're on these bikes. You got to pedal as fast as possible. Some puzzles involved. So um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good elimination. Um, and James and Kayla are going to send home. I mean, James, I, I kept thinking about how James is such a big reality TV fan and like him knowing how he just upset so many people by sending Tiffany home. I was like, I almost <laughs> feel for him. Yeah, <laughs> always tough to send home a fan favorite, but you know what? Good performance by both of them. They looked like very experienced on those bikes uh, and seem to have it down. I feel like Amazing Race is going to have more uh, memory challenges that translate to this than most other of the shows are uh, on a consistent basis at least so uh they seemed set up well and definitely delivered yeah it is uh is james getting dogpiled by big brother stan twitter for <laughs> eliminating tiffany not that i've seen uh, i think i think there's a lot more drama going on with uh shen yeah. and Alyssa taking the spotlight <laughs> and uh people are just kind of com complimenting james so far fair enough yeah definitely think Alyssa's taking the heat yeah uh some shan <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, a pretty impressive elimination win. First one for James and Kayla. Um, we get a little bit of personal content. Kayla gets to talk about, um, her boyfriend's daughter, Lucy, who she seems to have a close connection with. So, you know, we're getting a lot of personal content from, uh, all of the people with family back home and not just, you know, Justine who lost a friend kind of thing. It's, uh, you know, uh, digging deep into like, or not, not even deep, uh, just giving like little quick flashes of like who they're playing for, uh, kind of thing. So, uh, well, that's... we're getting, we're getting the most from Danny, who is shouting out his wife, Kiki, several times in episodes, yes. really darting up the wife guy energy and frankly putting all of these other married men on the cast of shame. Truly. Yeah, this is uh, two for two. I mean, are we going to go like, you know, are we are we three for three next week? Uh, Danny's wife continuing to uh, be the, uh, I don't know how many players, uh, 29th player in the season. <laughs> make a list of all of Danny's wife's rules the Danny's wife rule book will be on the market soon I'd buy it <laughs> um, but yeah again uh, Tiffany is out and I don't really know how to put closing comments on this I'm just very sad um, I was super excited coming into the season for two people that was Tiffany and that's Shan um, so Shan's still around uh, <laughs> Tiffany 
is not. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, for me, I wasn't coming into the season thinking Tiffany was going to have as much success as she did on Big Brother. Unfortunately, I just don't think that this is the game for her. Um, I think that she is like guaranteed a spot back if she wants it, despite going out second um, and could show up on another Big Brother season, another whatever random show that they decide to use her for. So I would not be surprised if we saw Tiffany again at all, but um, uh, was not, you know, I I was less heartbroken only knowing that this was probably going to happen sooner or later. Mm hmm. Um, Dom, I wanted to ask you, uh, Desi made a comment, you know, in her confessional going into last week, uh, the first elimination, just talking about how, you know, the challenge is such a different format and it's so new for all of them because, uh, unlike all of the other shows that they come from, there's a chance to save yourself here. So, um, as you know, a noted challenge fan, (laughs) I'm curious, you know, what your take is just watching, you know, two weeks now of like these eliminations and they can get pretty tense. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not sure why that's any different than just like winning the veto or winning immunity or whatever, but I, I'll take a word for it, I, I suppose. The, the interesting thing is that, especially when the cast is this big and this bloated early on, it feels like even the people who you're really excited to see coming into the season don't really get much of a chance to distinguish themselves unless you're Tyson and you're just winning all the challenges and kind of crushing every aspect of the game like I, I was keen to see what like Dominic Abate would do on the season so far it's like well he shows up to the challenge and the two challenges we've had so far if you just successfully participate in them you're safe from elimination <laughs> and then uh he was on the the show survivor so he's safe from being put into the elimination and so he doesn't really have to do anything or get to do anything he just gets to chill uh back at the house and it, it feels like it's kind of that way for a lot of the, the would-be fan favorites so far. So I guess Shan has already caused drama in week two, so it's so a good on Shan. But like, um, there, there are a lot of people who I think it's going to be more of a kind of a slow burn in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got to wait until they, they get a chance to, uh, to, to show their stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think the it is unfortunate that we had in like the repelling uh, down the building challenge last week and then again in the challenge this week, it's like, one team just failed to do anything and so it is every other team knew that as long as they could just get a single point on the board or whatever they they were completely fine so that sapped some of the tension out of it for me and it's all and it, it made it feel like the challenge itself was just kind of a sideshow um but I, I don't know how you guys felt about that i feel like it's usually how i feel about all of the challenges so my expectations <laughs> are about there uh <laughs> yeah I, like it like when I'm watching Survivor or Big Brother or something, I'm not someone who watches for the challenges, and I, I know that about myself. And so if the challenges are kind of a flop, then yeah, that's unfortunate, but whatever. But it feels like on a show literally called The Challenge, that should have more of a kind of a gravitas to it than it seems like it does. Look, it would be nice, and I agree. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you watch the but... MTV version, <laughs> I don't think that uh, we're always working with the strongest material in the actual challenge. I don't know what yes. they really could put together to make me like care the most about the challenge in any given episodes. I mean, definitely not the most. There's always, you know, going to be something more interesting going on, but just, I think, I don't know if, if survivor has gotten me trained this way um, or just all of these shows, it's 
<laughs> whatever competition, I don't care about. I'm going to check my phone during that time and catch me, you know, at the uh, b- b- beginning of the episode and then at the end. Uh, eliminations are definitely, you know, worth paying attention to uh, pretty much at all times. But the main challenges themselves, it, you're always going to end up in this kind of situation. Like Dom said, you know, it's sometimes it's just, okay, everybody just has to get a word and you're good. Um, and then that just kind of puts more of the, you know, emotional story on the people who did not get it, which are James and Kayla here. So that's 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 the show. That's that's where we are. Um, Scally, do you have any other thoughts on the uh, challenge? We really kind of glossed over it, but it's uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> um, I thought it was good. I enjoyed watching this. Obviously, not ideal that uh, one team just completely fails, uh, getting hurt out of their control. But um, it's unfortunate that that was the case. Uh, I enjoyed it i liked seeing that like one team tries to spell the longest word that they can and that's ultimately like a very bad strategy for this but uh actually i think my favorite part was when david has his only confessional of the season so far and says tyson won the first challenge so it'll be a good idea so this will be good for me so i can see how i match up cut to him immediately falling face first into the water um (laughs) great editing (laughs) Do, do we have any theories on what like career ending dirt david must have on uh leslie trend moonves to be just constantly <laughs> appearing on cbs reality despite not ever actually doing anything dirt um no i don't think he has a single bit of dirt um i don't know i i don't know i don't think he has anything honestly I, <laughs> it's just such a such a mystery I, it, it truly is i mean we could have had another amazing racer <laughs> like give him four you yeah. could have got rid of David Alexander. I mean, Scally, David Alexander or Mike Holloway? Mm. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because that's one of the alternates. Uh, no, there are so many people. <laughs> Give me someone else. All right, no. Um, so what uh, What do I have from this challenge? Um, j- poor James, uh, screaming, crying in the water because uh, of the pain that he must have been in from one of those jumps uh, down into the water. That was tough to watch and obviously you know, led to them not being able to get any words on the board, so that was tough. Um, did Cashel write Kira's name on the crossword puzzle? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't go back to watch it, but like uh, T- Tiffany was like, oh, yeah, like, why is he thinking about Kira? And I was like, did he look at her or did he write her name on the board? <laughs> Multiple people were like, Kira's not like in the dictionary. Not a word. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That is funny. Um, uh, we have Tyson, you know, giving his whole like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, uh, to bounce back to Tyson for a bit, uh, Dom, like any thoughts on Tyson, like just very much saying like, I'm just going to show them how threatening I am and I don't care. I don't think he's saying this, but like, it seems like he's like, I don't care if that makes me a target. I just want to show off how good I am. Yeah, I think Tyson is well suited for a game like this where he just gets to let it all hang out basically and like go hard and actually be rewarded for that where on Survivor, there's always some amount of an incentive to like, hold your cards close to your chest and like not be seen to be giving it your rule and not to come across as too much of a threat on the challenge you can basically say yeah i'm gonna win this challenge and then win this challenge and every challenge you put me in and so if you ever try and put me in the elimination then yeah i'm just i'm gonna win that and i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna be out of blood and seeking revenge and a lot of people are just gonna take the the safe alternative instead of that so uh, i i feel like tyson really is in his element where there's still a lot of uh the social game and he gets to manipulate and so on but it's it's more kind of uh individual and i think in a way that i think is really tailored to his uh skill set 
And to further the Tyson Bananas, you know, comparison there, uh, there's, you know, one man that makes TJ laugh a whole lot, and that's usually Johnny Bananas, and Tyson gave TJ a pretty good laugh in the water. So, um, I don't know. I'm not saying they're the same person, and and I'm not saying they're the same person. Please don't. I think Tyson Apostle is a great person. Um, So, that is that. Um, But, yeah, Tyson just getting, you know, if this was, uh, you know, if there was edgic going on here... um, the the uh, what is it positive SPV uh, of Tyson is through the roof. Uh, people telling us how great he is, um, and yeah, and and you know of course uh, all the credit to Justine who you know uh, once she's the one on land with all the letters uh, gets the nine words that gets them the win there. So um, two first round draft picks of ours uh, proving why they were first round draft picks. Ooh, yeah, I was excited to see Justine get more involved. I had flagged her up like i said as a challenge fan i thought that of the live the love island people she would be the best suited uh to move over here and i feel pretty validated um Mm -hmm. you know not running circles around everyone strategically by any means but uh i think that there's potential there i hope that she used it to build something the one thing i wish about the challenge like you give us so many different like diagrams and like edits and random things like i would love to know who's aligned with who but at the same time it is also fun like assuming something and then the next week like you actually were totally wrong about the structure of the house and your favorites going home so (laughs) that is one thing unique to the challenge that i have no idea who's working with who in actuality right right um skelly anything else in your notes that we have not touched on yet Ooh, I mean, there's um, obviously the Twitter drama if we get to that. Oh, boy. Um, no, I'm pretty good to move on. Dom, anything that uh, you have been itching to talk about? Challenge Drama. Gossip. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Shan. <laughs> I, thank you. I will take that as a, a compliment, I guess. You should. Now. <laughs> you should. Um, I guess I'll pull up uh, Alyssa's tweets. Did Alyssa start this or... Did she had the first one that I saw at least. She did, right? Alyssa Lopez. What is your Twitter handle? Alyssa Lopez. Uh, Liss Lopez. Rate that Twitter handle. L-Y-S-S-L-O-P-E-Z-Z. It's okay. Anyone have Rob uh, get Rob on the phone? Um, curious what his take is. So <laughs> she it was just starting mess last night, right? It was... Uh, I mean, like starting mess feels like an exaggeration. It seemed not to be like the most innocent tweet in the world by any means, but I didn't think it was throwing a grenade either. I can't find it. Really? Where is it? It's it's around. I linked it it in the the group chat, didn't I? Yeah. You might have. 20 hours ago. I don't know. She was just, she was calling out uh, Shan or something, right? You got it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Shan's then. Okay. Wow, I, I gotta I gotta step up here and, uh, and save right. the podcast. Okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. Listen up, everyone. Uh, new Shan coming in hot. So um, Alyssa, uh, so someone had tweeted the clip of uh, Shan saying that Tiffany had all these connections and was being so flirtatious and everything. And Alyssa quote tweeted that saying, "Wait, Shan, I thought your story was I said this." Hashtag busted hashtag the challenge USA and then without tagging Shan uh, but then Shan found that and quote tweeted it saying wait not Alyssa all caps here so trying to you know convey that <laughs> not Alyssa at Liz Lopez running around with the cookout all year benefiting from proximity to the culture perpetrating and pretending to be understanding of the movement and its significance all the while plotting revenge and then like uh Trash can emoji, hashtag fake ass allies, hashtag the challenge CBS. So there we go. Not the that's challenge a, CBS, uh, Shan. Know what show you're on. 
<laughs> I have I have found that. Yeah, she. Uh, the next one was uh, y'all met Becky and Karen, but let me introduce you to an Alyssa Atlas Lopez, uh, one who will be seen around members of the cookout, will exploit the hype, attention, and the benefits of proximity to the group, all while seeking her own self advancement and opportunity for revenge. So, um, doesn't seem like many jokes being had here. It doesn't seem like a friendly relationship that we're just back, you know, back and forth on Twitter. <laughs> um, this seems, you know, pretty tense. Uh, Tiffany jumped in with a, uh, gif saying, uh, Oh damn. So yeah. Um, that's, that's the mess that you've been looking for, Dom. Well, there's also a little more, uh, there's a part B to this. Uh, so someone called out Shan saying, Shan, at Chantel M. Smith, discussing a mother's sex life on television. You pretended to be Tiffany's friend and hanging out with her to turn around to do this. I was standing you hard, but that was so weird of you. Hashtag the challenge USA. So note that one, everyone. Uh, and then Shan replied saying, I absolutely need to apologize to at absolutely Tiff and Cinco for spreading a rumor I heard on the compound. Tiff, I ask for your forgiveness and your forgiveness alone. We've already texted about this, but I'll say it again. I'm sorry. And this is the the absolute kicker that really gets me. I texted you the names of the people involved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she doesn't give information unless it is calculated. Yes. And uh, those names are going to go. <laughs> so uh, sorry if you were involved. I mean, I believe Alyssa probably did talk about these rumors and gossip. But, like, this is a lot from both. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while we're waiting in between episodes, they're uh, giving us some uh, Twitter action drama to uh, to talk about and uh, to continue keeping an eye on. I don't know. Like, I mean, we see this between regular uh, or main challenge people, MTV challenge people in between seasons. Not in a while. <laughs> uh, maybe not in a while. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that, you know, uh, usually is a standard move because, you know, you want to make sure that people are keeping you front of mind alongside people that you're beefing with so that, you know, when the next season comes around, you have a storyline, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if there's any talk of, you know, the Challenge USA season two is filming uh, anytime soon, or if we're just, you know, going to keep the hype going because we have a really fun season on our hands and we're going to just keep going for it. Or they actually hate each other. I don't know. One or the other. I um, am indifferent to uh, which it is, but that's what we have. It feels real. (laughs) I do not think (laughs) in any which way that this is, ooh, let me try to get on season two of (laughs) the Challenge USA. No, this is real. Um, They do not like each other. (laughs) I am going to put my foot down on that one. Uh, Yeah, uh, I am curious to see how this season plays out. Uh, Obviously, I don't think that Shannon and Alyssa are running across the finish line hand in hand. I don't know about that. Mm, Okay. First double women's crown um, in years. I think yeah. that'll be what we Are get. you standing? Um, if that happens, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dom, anything else before we get out of here? I, do we have a confirmation on how that, that finals is going to work this season? Like, is it a different format than normal? The final itself, I would assume, is going to be the same format as it usually is. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't watch a show, so tell me what that is. <laughs> that is, once we eliminate a lot more people, usually there's probably four to five left on each side, both men and the women. Um, four is probably standard, but sometimes they go in with five and then do a purge, you know, before, and then they sometimes purge even the, the fourth place teams out or whatever the case may be. Um, the format of the final could be anything as far as, you know, running individually, running in pairs. Um, sometimes they like 
do t- some sort of teams. You know, d- it depends on the season and, and what they're doing. But um, you'll get down to you know your top eight or so, let's call it, and then uh, you run the final and somebody walks away victorious. Presumably, two people walk away victorious, but they've had one before, so not sure. I'm pretty sure it'll be a man and a woman, but uh, given the format of the season where they're continuously switching partners throughout, my assumption would be something close to uh, what we just watched on All-Stars 3, where um, there's a bunch of stages with switching off of partners, men and women, um, and then for All-Stars 3, the way that it worked was uh, like whoever came in with the like the lowest point total on those different stages uh had to like was at risk of not being able to compete in the second stage um like the second like leg of the final or second day and then on the second day it was like run your heart out and do a couple of puzzles uh but uh you know i'm hoping for something that's once you cross the finish line that first person is the winner i don't mm-hmm. want to like okay we've added up all your times and yeah I'm with you on that one. Um, Dom, do you want to make any, any calls here? Who's uh, looking good to you as uh, winner contenders? So I, I guess pick uh, one man, one woman. Sure, um, sure, yeah. Really hard to say anyone other than Tyson, right, mm-hmm. on, the, on the men's side. Um, I, I guess the question I'll pose to you guys is, do you think that um, there is someone who is, like, clearly above the rest of the pack? Um, and if so, like, is that more so on the men's side or the women's side? Because to me, it seems like, yeah, Tyson definitely the early favorite coming out of the gates really strong but i could see like kylan clearly has been training a lot for this and it shows like xavier i can imagine uh being pretty dominant too haven't seen really what danny's capable of yet this season uh don't think anyone like enzo is really going to be in the mix towards the end but like it feels like there could be three or four solid contenders there and then i feel like i know less about the women's side but like i i haven't seen angela compete in her big brother challenges on her season or what have you but um or justine really although i guess there's not really much to compete in in the same way in uh in love island but um on the women's side it seems like people have a lot of respect for angela uh but like you you mentioned sarah lucina earlier i don't like is she well set up to win the challenge or does she just have like the the vibe of someone who oh okay she's tough she's a cop like she she's won survivor before like she's She's street smart, but is she actually like a contender to win once she gets to the finals? Is what I'm having trouble teasing um, out. I'm not keeping up with the uh, going ons of Sarah Lucina in her everyday life, but I do believe from what has just come across my timeline that she's gotten into running. So I uh, think that she's actually pretty well set up. I am uh, the usual edit in terms of the challenge on MTV is very unpredictable someone could have a glowing edit all season and then oh, they go home like in episode 3 or like you know very early on or right before the final or in the final and lose and someone who was a giant asshole can win but uh, I have noticed a couple of confessionals of Sarah like I'm bringing home the money I was like oh no please don't so (laughs) I'm on uh, you know uh, my eye is looking there and worried already um, I think, you know, it seems pretty clear, or not clear that like Tyson's winning, but like, it seems like he's like the top contender by far on that side. Uh, the women's side, I, I feel like there's a little bit more intrigue. I, you know, I already talked about Sarah. You guys are talking about Sarah. Um, I feel like Angela certainly in the conversation. She's been highlighted as um, just a strong player. And we've seen her strategy through both weeks and how she's feeling about the game. Um, and somebody else that I am certainly not going to get my hopes way too high about, which I certainly have not already done, but I will continue to not. 
not do this. Um, <laughs> a lot of positive things being said about Desi and a lot of great confessionals True. from Desi through two episodes. Um, Cache had a confessional in this episode being like, Desi, why are your arms so big? Like, you're not even, you're not even flexing. Like, whatever she was saying. She was like, you, you your muscles, like, you're insane. Like, how, yeah. Um, so I was like, love to hear that. Uh, just people, like, acknowledging how uh, well set up Desi is for this game. So I'm certainly keeping my eye on her going forward, and I'm certainly not going to set my expectations super high, um, but my, I've already done that. So that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Uh, two episodes in a long way to go though so we'll see how it all plays out and that's okay. that um dom thank you for joining us well thank you for having me on your yeah. own podcast feed yes bizarre um did you know that you have a podcast feed i, I know you don't, you don't use it too often well, we really don't i, I feel like <laughs> i have i've gone through several stretches of just absentmindedly checking the feed to see if there's anything new and it's just consecutive challenge recaps from you guys like week by week yes uh we've got to figure out ways to get some more content in there uh before too long but uh very obviously very grateful to you guys for holding down the fort uh in the meantime yeah a podcast went up today i I assume that you're not on this i assume this was a a column thing i didn't understand (laughs) a single word that was in the title of whatever this podcast was um alone nine catch up i get what i know what a catch up is i know what a draft is and prop bets which no i'm out um with nick ted for, uh, none of this makes sense to me, so I'm assuming this is a Colin thing. Uh, none of this was run by me. I did not approve anything. So if, uh, <laughs> if there's anything cancel-worthy in there, you, you know where to send the uh, the angry tweets and emails. Yes, and if there's anything positive you guys have to say, you know where to send the positive uh, feedback and uh, your star ratings and reviews. Um, Scally, what else? Uh, What's going on? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> anything else in your the world of Brian Scally besides What's firing off those on? Big Brother tweets? Uh, yeah, we're talking on Twitter, anything I'm doing, as well as uh, some live tweeting of the challenge, Big Brother, other shows over at Brian underscore Scally. Going to be talking about both Big Brother and Love Island, uh, not CBS, but Peacock version of Love Island uh, very soon. So uh, check those out when they uh, start happening. Yes, and Dom, I didn't ask you uh, if you had anything to plug on your own feed here, but of course, uh, over on the Patreon feed, you guys are are, are actively uh, watching a Survivor season at the moment. Yeah, uh, going through, we, we just finished uh, Gabon, which uh, is a glorious clusterfuck still after all these years. That was a lot of fun. Uh, currently on Survivor Micronesia. So, uh, you know, back when I was getting into Survivor, that was one of, widely regarded as one of the best seasons of all time. I think that's still the case, close to 14 years uh after the fact so having a lot of fun uh, diving back into that and uh, you can find the first episode of that so going over all of the pre-show stuff pre-season stuff and episode one uh, on the main feed to kind of weigh your appetite there and yeah if you uh, like what you find there consider joining us on patreon all right there's that um so on twitter uh, of course dom is at dom hrv uh scally is at brian underscore scally i am at matt Ligori, and you can find me here every week uh with some challenge usa coverage not cbs um and that didn't take a second i promise um in my own brain so uh thank you guys for joining us this week um we'll be back next week with episode three and presumably a lot more mess so until then take care everybody